0: You're listening to the iFanBoy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 251, brought to you by InStock Trades and iFanBoy listeners like you.
1: I don't want to get
2: over
1: you. I guess I could take a sleeping pill, and sleep I will, and not have to go.
0: Hey, welcome to the iFanboy Pick the Week podcast, episode 251. My name is Ron Richards, and I'm here with Connor Kilpatrick. Hello. And Josh Flanagan. Charmed. And we are from the website ifanboy.com, where we like comic books. Every week, every Wednesday or Thursday, as it was this week, we run to the comic book store and we buy a bunch of comic books. And then one of us uh, finds the book that we liked the best, that we enjoyed the most, and deem it our pick of the week. And then we come here to this podcast to talk about it, as well as a whole heap of other comic books, as well as uh, your opinions of comics, your questions, your voicemails. It's a fun. It's going to be a fun hour, that's for sure um before we get to the show though a quick uh reminder or warning uh this is a review show so we're going to talk about what happens in the comics themselves so if you haven't read your books yet make sure you uh are okay with that or press pause and come back and listen later we just want to warn you of any possible spoilers this week josh had the pick but before we get started actually a little change in program uh we're not actually going to be doing the review this week um connor Mm. josh and i need to talk to you okay this What? why is my dad here Yes. This
1: isn't a confrontation. <laughs> this
0: is No, no. This, we're all here because we love you, Connor.
1: But some of your actions have affected us <laughs> in the past, and we yeah. feel that you should know about it because we love you. Yeah, and we care about you. We don't
0: want to see you fall, fall, falling, and you're falling now, as evidenced by your performance last week on the podcast.
1: Hey, everybody loved that. <laughs> you were supposed to pick me up after school, and I
3: sat there. I couldn't be bothered, to be honest with you. Rain, I got beat up. <laughs> So, so, Connor, men, this is a would you rather have I done band. a drunk, Josh?
1: <laughs> well, the men put me in their van. <laughs> <laughs> Are they drunk? It doesn't uh. even matter at this point.
0: Well, being sober this week is the first step, and we appreciate that, Connor. Thank you. I'm walking with a limp. All right, get on with it, Josh. You got the
3: pick. Nearly spit my water.
0: <laughs> I did. I, to anyone who's just listening for the first time, that was a reference to our 250th episode. That was last week, where uh, we got had a little bit to drink, and Connor kind uh, uh, pretty much out, outpaced us all. So I brought right.
3: it. Brought you it. outpaced yourself. Yep. Mm-hmm, I did actually. Uh,
1: right, pick of the week for me. Great, great, great week. So many books that could that like it was it was I it was an embarrassment of riches. There was a bunch of books I could have written a pick of the week about very easily, uh, but I decided to go with the one that made me feel best. I went with Thor, the Mighty Avenger number four, uh, written by Roger Langridge, art by Chris Somney, with colors by Matt Wilson. This is a book that I feel has is, is been on the verge of getting pick of the week pretty for a while now, and and uh, and it, it was good. But this issue, this fourth issue specifically, was sort of a, a new arc after the first three. It was just a. It was just a fantastic, funny issue, and I felt. I really feel like it's one of those ones that, like, we'll remember for a long time. Like, like we'll talk about it. Like, like you know, Ron, you've talked. Or you guys have both talked about like those baseball game issues of the X Men, something like that. Sure. Yeah. Or, or that Brave and the Bold issue where they all go out, although that had a different twist at the end. But, um, this was basically this Thor in this book is not is not the Thor of of the regular Marvel universe. He does not the the one with the baggage and the stuff
3: and all the well, we should the mention the, it's, a, it's an all ages book so it's not even yeah. really a Marvel Universe book it's, yeah, it's, a, not a,
0: the, it's not in the 616 right I mean, right. This, I, mean I really I mean for what I can tell from this book and I'm don't, and i not questioning or doubting it this is gonna put together at least one or two trades so when the Thor movie hits this is the book this is the Invincible Iron Man for th- when the Thor movie hits mm-hmm.
1: that, yeah. that's been my impression and that's that's fair enough and also like uh, because of that it's just like it's it's unburdened yep by anything, you can just tell a story. And, you know, it's got it's Marvel. There's Marvel characters in it. Um, but at the same time, you don't have to know anything beforehand. So I wrote my review. You could either go in, if you're a Marvel guy, you're going to read this. And you're like, oh, that was fun because they had these characters in it. And if you're not, then you're going to meet new characters and it will also have been fun. Uh, really sort of really well done like that. Although, as a, for an all-ages book, a lot of drinking.
3: A lot of drinking. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. I think we talked about it when I first started it. For an all-ages book, it's kind of mature or it's deals just, with mature subjects anyway.
1: Yeah. Um basically, you know, four pages in, there's a knock at the door, Thor is hanging out at Jane's place. Where am I? What am I going to do? blah blah blah. Looking through some books. Hey, it's the Warriors 3. <laughs> and Fandral, Hogan, and Volstagg show up and and the, the best part about this book is is the interplay between these, you know, four characters basically. Like the the, the Warriors 3 are always bickering with each other about stupid things all the time and, and they kind of pick on Thor. And this Thor is He's young, and he's brash, and he's kind of, you know, he's he's got a little hubris, a little too much ego for his own good. Uh, He rushes in, and he gets kind of cranky because he's a prince, and he's used to everything being his way. Uh, They end up in London by way of they're trying to go to, uh, I forget where, somewhere else, and he gets mad and bangs on the the bar, and and then... uh, Luckily, well, or unluckily, Brian Braddock happens to be having a, pu- a drink in that pub. I
0: totally giggled when when that when there's a group of three people and somebody referred to one of the blonde guys Braddock. I went, oh no way! And the, I didn't see, I didn't catch that at all. Oh, I, yeah, as a
1: Marvel fan, I was like, ooh, I didn't even yeah. think that that would happen. Yeah, like yeah. I saw it when I went back. I was like, oh, I missed it. But but then he, you know, he might have, you know Captain Britain taps Thor on the shoulder. He's like, mind if we go outside? And he's and and Thor's like, I would definitely love to go have a fight in the street. <laughs> <laughs> and then. And then they all fight for eight pages. <laughs> yep. There's very little dialogue, but it's very slapsticky. Uh, you know, like like the the one point they end up and they're all like in one of those cartoon balls rumbling around, and one of them's like, "Hey, anyone notice he's not here anymore?" <laughs> oh yeah. And then they look up and like Captain Britain is flying down and you know, blows into them. There's all these sort of full page uh, panels that are that are going on, and it's just funny. It was like it was like taking the all the serious out of these characters and keeping all the stuff that was fun about them, and then and then Captain Britain just passes out because he it was too much for him because they're gods. Then he wakes up and they have a drink together, <laughs> and that's we're that's so, It's it's it was uh it was a really fun issue and like the ending the last couple pages were really like kind of sweet and like. Uh, it you know, it, you know, like to watch, like just look at the the, the acting that was in the, the characters and in the, you know, and like Volstag, he gives Thor a big a big like big brotherly hug and and you know they they hint that some other stuff is going on, but this is just sort of a one and done story. And really captures the the best part about the tone of this book. I was I was laughing at the dialogue all the way through. There's panels in there that are fantastic. It was just a really fun comic book, and it reminded you know it's like it was like the best of the old kinds of comic books and the best of the new kinds of comic books, and
3: uh, it was just it was just fun. I, well, I well have they, haven't they all been one and done's really? After the, at least the, pretty the much last, the last one was that was with the the Ant Man and, and the Wasp. And next, I think this is you know it's, it's all yeah this style. They're not really going to be long. I mean, clearly there's the subplot. He's living mm-hmm. with Jane. There's another subplot with his. Why was he cast out of Asgard? Now, and obviously, if you've seen the, the leaked Thor movie footage, there's a lot of that in this. Mm-hmm. You know, Thor being cast out for something he did wrong, not having his hammer, and and uh, being sort of a younger, more brash guy. And so, there's a lot that it seems sort of in that vein, which is what Ron said earlier. But it really is a one and done. You can pick this up, this issue up. It's not oh you you easily. You can't read this book thinking like it's a regular comic from a Marvel, the Marvel Universe. It's not geared in the same way. It's different. I, I sort of liken it to X-Men First Class. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, totally. Yep. The,
3: tone is, the tone is really similar. It's funny, but it's action-packed and sort of old-school comics. Plus, it's, it's sort of geared towards an all-ages audience. Plus, it's off on its own bubble and not, not, not worried about anything else. It's very much similar to X-Men First Class.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's lighthearted. it's easy like you said like josh said it's unencumbered there's no i mean because that's that's the problem is that like you know the thor movie comes out and someone wants to you know i want more thor and they're gonna what what issue number is thor up to now you know like six something yeah yeah yeah, you know so like you know how can you even address all and the moment they see beta ray bill or frog thor it's like what you know like so you know i mean i kind of applaud wait wait, you mean they're not going to be in the sequel (laughs) I mean, I can I can applaud Marvel for doing something like this because it makes it easily accessible and and especially this far out because you know quite honestly coming out of that movie and you want to hand somebody a Thor book you could you know. Roger Langridge and Chris Somney, that's your hand them a good comic book. You know, like it's it's it,
1: you know. Well, it's, and and here's the thing, like we all know, you know, we're fans of Chris Somney. We've seen him develop and, and you know, I I read his he's one of those guys like I pretty much read whatever book he draws. Yeah. Roger Langridge, a name that comes out of indie comics, uh, more recently most people would probably know him from doing the Muppet Show comics over at Arkea. Yeah. And he's killing this. Yeah. This is one of those things where I'm reading this and like he's gonna he's be really, cool. good. He's yeah. really good. He's really good. He's gonna be getting really a lot more work. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I first heard of him on the friggin' Indie Spinner Rack show.
0: Yeah, totally, yeah. I mean, and he, <laughs> so, he's a great writer. He's really good, and, and um, good artist, too, but he's, you know, like, he's... You know, and and, and for so, there's something about the his tone and pace and what Somni's bringing to it in terms of, like, carrying that lightheartedness through the art as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just one of those rare kind of things where it just is clicking. And wh- whoever whoever's editing this, whoever came up with the idea to put these two guys together, that was, like, I don't know if you could have predicted it would be as good as this actually
3: is. Yeah. Nick um, Cosby. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, and and Samni's style is a little different too. It's not sort of the, the shadowy, heavy style that we're, we've come yeah, to know. Later. It's more line, yep. line drawing. There's some in the in the in the fight which takes place at night. There's a bit more of that old Samni style that, that I really like. You know, there's that, there's a the one panel where they're standing over Captain Britain, and it's very shadow heavy. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, ooh, that's that's the Samni I really like. But. The art is really, you know, it's, it's, he's, he's really, really talented. Hey man, after seeing, after seeing this,
0: I'm mad I never thought to recommend him to do a sketch of Captain Britain because he draws a great Captain Britain. <laughs> like, he made, he made the helmet look ser- like, believable. Like, oh, it was just great. It was, yeah. So I, I thought this was great. This is like, this is the first issue of this comic that I've been reading. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I haven't picked oh, really? it up yet. Yeah, I, have, I meant to go back and pick up one through three, but the store was sold out. And so uh-huh. I was like, all right, I'll get the next one. And then um, luckily enough, I hadn't gone to the store until you know until you posted the pick before I went to the store. So I'm like, all right, I'm definitely going to get it this week. I got the yeah. last copy. I mean, people are buying it. So,
3: I mean, I'm, I'm so glad do, to hear that. How does your store
0: racket? What do you mean? Because
3: my store puts it with the ch- children's books at the bottom. Oh, of no. It's,
0: it's in the alphabetical in the Marvel section. Just There's no yeah. separation between children or not during
3: the weekly book. So, yeah.
1: But, um, no, it should it should just be under the T. It should be – Yeah,
3: know,
0: it's,
1: it's just yeah.
3: a regular book, I think. It's yeah. for everybody. Exactly. I,
1: I, it's funny because like, if, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, it's an all-ages book or it's a kid's book, like, it's, it's not – you're not going not, not to notice it. You know right. what I mean? Like, it's not it's, – I don't want that to be like a negative strike no. against the book.
3: And J- Jane comes home drunk, sloppy drunk.
1: Yeah. Me this is, it sounds like Connor, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um yeah and and I don't know I just think I just think it's really just it's it's a clever I would never have predicted that they would do this with Thor and I think it's really smart and it's gonna I hope it, I hope that it pays off you know because yeah, you know yeah. me I don't like Thor you know like and I'm totally gonna buy this from from moving on forward this like li- Namor yeah Namor is gonna be in much like um much like Justice League, you know, a couple of weeks ago when we talked about Justice League International, the book that's going on over in Generation DC. Lost. Yeah, Generation Lost. This is like Thor on the Marvel side. If you ask me what book should I be reading at Marvel, it's this book.
3: Well, I said I said it on the website people freaked out that this might be Marvel's best book. It's, it's, definitely, a up moment. it's definitely up yeah. there. Yeah. So It's 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 fantastic. Yeah. It's great. It's a nice surprise. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. It, really, yeah. it really is. Now, now, Ron, this this was interesting. We had two, two, two amazing Spider-Man issues this week. Yeah, double ship
0: week for Amazing Spider-Man because one and, moment in time was late. So,
3: and uh, I remember we Ron and I are very pro Brand New Day. We were are happy about this status quo. We don't want it to go away. And and one of the rumors going into One Moment in Time was that it was going to undo Brand New Day, right? And that it was going to be the the Marvel admitting that they screwed up and going back to the old status quo. No. And in a in a in an unforeseen twist. <laughs> One Moment in Time not only doesn't do that, It turns the knife even further in the backs of people who freaked out over a brand new day. (laughs) To make it even more ridiculous.
1: ridiculous.
3: (laughs) I, I
1: don't, I I didn't read this and I would like you to please spoil this for me.
0: Well, I mean, basically the whole, so it seems like the whole premise of One Moment in Time was meant to be to explain what happened because what happened, you know, what happened was that, you know, Mephisto snaps his fingers and, and, you know, everybody doesn't know Spider-Man's identity anymore and he's not with Mary Jane anymore and we were all like, what happened? We forgot about that several months later and now for some reason three years later we need to know what happened. And what happened was, was that... Fat guy fell on him, so he couldn't get married. <laughs> we found that out earlier, a couple of weeks ago. A couple, yeah, a couple of months ago. In San Diego. Ago. yeah. That Every the, time, the fat that, people. Well the, well, the thing was is that Mephisto, in the shape of a bird, let the fat guy out of a cop car, which then let the fat guy be out on the streets to then fall on top of Spider-Man, make him miss Mary Jane's wedding, and that's why him and Mary Jane didn't get married. But they still were together. They still yeah. kept the relationship going, you know, and pretty much... Everything seemed to have happened the same. Spider-Man unmasked, the Kingpin found out, he had Aunt May shot, and then in a last-ditch, desperate attempt to save Aunt May, he goes to Doctor Strange asking for help, and he wants, to undo, he wants to undo the unmasking, he wants to have everyone forget who he is. And so Doctor Strange contacts the astral form of Reed Richards and Tony Stark, and they all discuss it for 20 pages. <laughs> 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 and then, for some reason, he needs all three of them to do it. Which Casada, right. as a writer, he was just making up words on that speech bubble <laughs> when they were explaining what they had to do. It was oh, it was rough. awful. Oh my god! And for some, and then so he puts Peter Parker in a protective Doctor Strange puts him in a protective bubble, doing the spell. And at the last minute, Peter grabs Mary Jane and pulls her in because he can't let her forget who he is. And everything happens. Nobody knows who Spider Man is, but Mary Jane remembers, and she doesn't want to remember, and she dumps his ass. And that's how and we that, got to brand new day. But,
3: but- and then that's well that's the flashback in in the present day she's she's basically talking to the reader says uh, you have to let me go (laughs) we're not meant to be together you gotta find somebody you'll never be happy unless you let me go and then spider-man swings off into this into the into the just into new york city it was i, I was like wow the, the fact that it ended it ended with spider-man being all insightful looking at the
0: city and saying you know finally i feel like my destiny is my own i can take on anything life has to throw me today today feels like a brand new day and i was like oh come oh. on <laughs> it's like, oh, really? the humanity <laughs> i
1: know That's that's so. What I'm hearing is that this was the story that never ever needed to be told. Exactly.
0: And if this is Casada's, like this is my my moment in time for Marvel and my stamp on Spider-Man, I'd be embarrassed. It's not good, you know. And he like thank and he thanks every Jim Shooter and and you know. Well, he did because he took their story. Right. Yeah. (laughs) No. Exactly. No. But he thanks everybody. But it's just it's an embarrassment. It's totally an embarrassment. You know.
3: Well, it's funny because I thought I really thought after this I'd be I'd be having my three extra books a back, you know, in my wallet after yeah. this. I was gonna read to drop Spider Man if they went back to the old status quo, but right, I but guess they
0: didn't. Yeah, they they wussed out that doing that, so
3: you know. Well yeah. what's that or not? It was just it was just bizarre. It was a bizarre like uh Screw you! The people were complaining. So <laughs> like, weird, so weird. Really, but... it's sort of in your face. But then the next issue was fun. Yeah, so.
0: but then, but then, as a breath of fresh air, six forty-two, we talked to Mark Wade on iFanboy. Don't miss and and it's you know he he said this is basically a mad 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 world with villains as they're all chasing after the Osborne baby. From um, Menace is gonna have the baby, and this was this was a ton of fun. This was exactly yes. what Wade said it would be. Um, it was very funny. Yeah, it was very funny. It was really good. I my only complaint about it was I thought some of the as as a set of art was a little felt a little rushed. Yeah. It um. Be. It didn't feel as good as the last one, but there were a couple of pages that that were like, that were really good. Um. But every now and then I was like, oh, that was a rough uh, that was a rough panel. But um. Uh. Yeah. No. But this story arc is gonna be five issues, and I'm just gonna forget about one moment in time. I think that's the key.
3: So. Just the same, well, the same thing with we forgot about uh, Brent, uh, one with uh, the first one. Yeah. Stupid. One. Yeah.
0: One. Uh, one more. One more day. One more
3: yeah. day. Yeah. yeah just for, yeah. forget about that. Forget about one moment in time. Move on to to what's good. Yeah. Which is this. So just
1: the regular Spider-Man. Yes. Stop worrying about Don't worry about all that stuff. If mm-hmm. you are a person who's holding a grudge, stop. Because the But that's the thing out. is that
0: I really don't think there are many people left holding the grudge. Yeah, I mean, there are. Every, oh, I think there are. I, well, there yeah, are every, tons. I don't know. It's been three years. And, and I gonna, know, which is what yeah. makes it ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's
3: it's right. not like it's Hal Jordan Kyle Rayner or anything really important. <laughs> now, <laughs> gosh, um, I'm reading Day Tripper number 10, the final issue of the Gabriel Bob ba- Fabio, Fabio Moon miniseries, and I'm thinking – Somewhere in Astoria, there's a man weeping. Yes, I thought the same thing. I was surprised I, this wasn't the
1: pick. I don't know if the train had made it to Astoria yet, but <laughs> I was a man crying on a train. Oh man! Wow. I'm not, I, no, I'm not listening, and I'm going to be honest. I'm not saying I'm a person who got teared up on a train. Yep.
3: Yeah.
1: I'm a man crying on a
3: train. Yep. Yep. <laughs> You're having a Ron Richards in *The Strangers in Paradise* moment.
1: Oh man. And, and and this was everybody as good as Thor the Mighty Avenger, but one made me feel good, and one made me feel like crying on a train. So <laughs> I decided, I was like, I'm going to go with a fun one this week. I thought <laughs> this was a stellar, stellar ending to the book. Yes. And yeah. uh, it, it's one thing, it's very easy to just look at the, at the art that they do and say, this is some of the most amazing art being done in comics, and it is. But I've got to say, for a couple of guys who don't speak English as their first language, this was really, really well written. Uh, poetic in yep. a way i yeah. thought it was it was i thought it was just wonderful, and it was a great it felt like a natural cap to the series and the series isn 't you know, there 's nothing sort of linear about the series about you know or what it is
3: uh ruminations on life
1: yeah and and it was it was i mean the your life is no longer your own it 's his like jesus that 's true as shit yeah. i don 't know if those guys have kids or not but they they have they know families. Yeah, they, I mean, yeah. They,
0: they must have you know f- what their relationship with their father is like or whatever. But it was definitely yeah. like fam- this is so family heavy, and this was so like ruminations on life and all the different directions life can take you and what the you know end results are. And and honestly, this one was the one that was the most normal of them all. Like all the other ones had some you know something that happened or some tragedy or some like thing that made you know. But this is like very normal and yeah and, and i feel like that's part of the gut punch even more so you know
1: i, I really oh. i like the future flash forward to like the bullet train through the jungle Yep. Yeah. and and uh, dave stewart uh really killed it on this one because yeah. the light got darker throughout the end like yeah. as the sort of sun starts going down at the end uh so i really like
3: this issue. bras is just an old man he finds out he's dying he's got a bunch of tumors in his brain and he's just sort of accepted you know, it accepted yeah. it and it's, it's his final not his, I, guess, I guess you could say it's his final day depending on how you want to take the ending but yeah. he go, goes home, spends time with his wife find, his son is there, finds a letter from his father that he was supposed to get when his son was born and, and just sort of spends a quiet day after learning that he's basically you know he's doomed mm-hmm. and uh, it was just really beautiful there's the whole a, series a, has been beautiful
1: it there, has, yes, there's a really nice moment there's a, I guess a four, five panel sequence when Braz tells his wife, he's like, I'm, I'm not going to fight this anymore. Yep. And and she looks at him and they, they push in and her eyes tear up and, the, and they hug each other. And it, it's just really, really touching. Yep. Um, I really like the way that they drew uh, Braz's son also. He's a Like bruiser. the older version of him. Yep. And, no, but I was like, he looked like, because he looked like the kid from, from issue eight. Yeah. He was just he was just older. It, it, like the way that they kept uh, reinventing the way this one character looked over and over through all the issues was really cool. Really too. inventive,
3: really good, really good. Braz pulled a
1: Mark Green on us.
0: Yeah,
3: oh. I'm not gonna fight this. Yeah, let oh, the beach. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a good way to
0: go. You know, when you think about
3: it.
1: I was, it was, it was, it was wonderful. I really, I, I loved it.
3: Yeah. So were you full on tears streaming down your cheeks and everything?
1: No, no. But I was like, Hoo-h-h-h-h-h-h. I okay. was like, I.
3: You were yeah. tears were welling. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Very nice. I'm good. Really I'm glad
0: to hear. I was afraid. I was afraid that maybe you're gonna get some sort of jaded or not like oh whatever
1: did bother me or whatever. But uh, oh, yeah, when it comes to like yeah. kid father stuff, I'm yeah. I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> it was phrased really well. Like there is a way to overdo it and make it stupid. Yeah. but it wasn't. You know, like I I just like we've you know I we've met those guys, but we know people who know. Like I I I actually feel it's fair. It's fairly sincere. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah like. Yeah. It, there's not that that level of like I'm just whipping up some crud here. There's yeah. sincerity to it, and that that goes a long way.
3: Yeah. So well, we know if they have kids, they're sexy kids. They are. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. Yeah. So. You are the one who is sexy.
0: <laughs> so um so what so a book that I was super excited about is if you go to ifamboy.com, you can probably see the the excitement all through the week. But uh, was Billy the Kid's Old Timey Oddities and the Ghastly Fiend of London number one. From Dark Horse. Long Wars. title. Long title. Uh, Eric great. Powell and Kyle Holtz, uh worked on this. A few, it must have been five, six years ago. Eric Powell did a Billy the Kid, old ti- Billy the Kid's old timey oddities uh, book that uh, we discovered well, you know, years after it was published. And it's great for yeah, me. and it was just like the idea of doing comics about you know Billy the Kid survived, like Pat Garrett didn't kill him, and he's gone off to Europe and met up with all these misfits. It just totally took that whole, you know, these, you know, th- for some reason, and the three of us, I think, you know, like, particularly because of our interests in history and things like that, but I think it, it resonates with a lot of people. There's something about these characters that you knew, know and that you're aware of and these mythical characters. There's a reason why I love, you know, Young Guns and Young Guns too. you know, like, it's nothing to do with what really happened to Billy the Kid, but it's fun to explore
3: and wonder and... and, and Actually, Young Guns is surprisingly historically accurate. The first one. The first one, not yeah, the, the second first one. one. Yeah. No, no, not the second one. The <laughs> yeah. first one is, though. Yeah which is weird.
0: Yeah, it is weird. But um which is great too. It's fantastic. Shabbos! Um, but so and and you know there's a reason why we like leave a, a gentlemen and 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 from hell and things like that because it plays with these like mythical archetype characters that were real and there's something that that you know really sparks my imagination with what really happened and you'll never know and stuff like that. So but-
1: well, speaking of from hell yeah well, right, what this is, did here, it was that was the wonderful crossover of well, sorts
0: that, when when i read the solicitation and saw that this was billy the kid and his gang of weird people go to london to go meet the elephant man and then go solve the jack the ripper murders i just went wow i can't think of anything better for a comic book ever <laughs> and it,
1: this was a real yeah this was i mean and it worked really well it
0: worked really well and it delivered really well yep Oh. this was
1: a front runner for pick of the week this was definitely up there too yep. uh, the the, the pay the one page the reveal of the elephant man was spectacular yeah just yep. wonderful art I don't know if you, if you notice uh, Powell's stuff seems to have like bigger panels it has like like the panels are just are just larger and the lettering's larger and it's just like the comic book breathes a little more. These yeah. it's not trying to pack as much stuff in, and it, it takes a little while to get used to that. But it's got a different feel to it that I actually end up liking, uh, especially near the end of the issue.
0: Yeah, he's I mean he's great, and 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 well actually I mean he wrote it and Kyle Holtz did the art.
3: Yeah. So, no, yeah, I know, yeah, but, yeah. but he he, he's the specifying gun- the panels. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah, no, he did the goon thing at the end too, right? Um, but it you know it's it's it just works for some reason, and everything in this world is a little more warped and a little more mutated and as evidenced by the overly mutated elephant man and th- you know things like that but yeah. um, i lo-
1: i love that billy the kid like it, it, every once in a while you get one of these characters who's who's you can tell is just irredeemable yeah there's no like it's like jack of fables like he's never going to be he's never going to learn or be good so like billy the kid in this is is always the ignorant jerky asshole yeah and you and is, when you go with that, that's really fun.
0: Yeah, no, it is, and 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 it's great to see him interact with other, And plus, you take the yeah. you know this this you know scoundrel from the old you know from the Wild West and take him to London. You know, like it's just it's you fish out of water, and it's always fun. Right. You know. So. But he's
1: also he's not
3: incompetent. That's the other side of it.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. So um. So it was it was really fun. I'm
3: yeah. Glad this is a
0: blast. It. This is probably my pick of the week. It was just, it was a lot of fun. It was really. In good.
3: In a similar vein would be Weird War Tales, the the one shot from DC that came out this week. Which featured three stories. Was I the only one that read this? I read it in I the read store. This. Yeah, I didn't buy it, I, but I read it in the store. The, for me, the draw was the, the there's a seven page Darwin Cook story that opens, this, opens the book, and then similarly, it's about a bunch of famous dead warriors who get together as skeletons and have wacky games. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was crazy shit. Yeah.
1: I read that I a little that bit. Story. Like I read it a little bit. Like I'm I'm wondering if Paul Levitz would have let them do this.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it opens really up with. Levels, uh, <laughs> Who, is, who finds the League? playing field of evil and good and our ideas yep. about that? Yep. Hannibal uh, and General Lee, General uh, uh, Robert E. League meet up, and then they go. Patents addressing all of them, and they have uh, games of skill and chance. And Churchill with uh, was it, who was it was it with um, uh, Rommel and and just <laughs> and, and, Jane, and Joan of Arc and 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 uh, it was it was um, and Genghis Khan very much in the Bill and Ted vein, and then at the very end, the big reveal is that. They had kicked Hitler out previously because he got political. You know, they're not allowed to have politics in their, in their games. <laughs> like and, uh,
1: iFanboy.com. Yes. <laughs> right.
3: And, but someone finds out that Hitler was there undercover, and he, uh, he blows everybody up with his grenades. It was, it was just wacky fun, which yeah. in, the same, in the same vein with all these historical characters having just a big old fun time.
0: Now, I'm, I'm going to pose a question about it, though. Is that And don't get me wrong, I love, da- I love Darwin. I love Dave Stewart. I think they worked together, and I think this was fantastic. It made me laugh. It was good. But... Who gets the art credit? Because Darwin, it's real simple cartooning, and Dave Stewart, if you look at the colors and the details yep. on the colors, like, the line's really
1: blurred as to who actually drew this, I think. It, all all it says is, by Darwin Cook and Dave Stewart. Exactly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So well,
3: Darwin draws pretty sparsely. Yeah. He does. I have that page oh. of his. It's a very sparse page.
0: Right. So, I mean, I feel, oh. I feel as if Dave Dave Stewart did a lot of the heavy lifting on this the story. Not well, that when, it's bad, but, you know.
3: Whenever okay. Dave Stewart shows up to a project,
1: he's yeah. a colorist who takes a, a lot, you know, like he takes on a lot of it. Yeah, but you know, if
0: you look I, at it really closely, there's a lot of detail in the colors. I just thought that was interesting, that's all. So. Yeah. yeah. You're that's, the man. No, you're the man. <laughs> These aren't maracas. That was great. That was these
1: Um <laughs> uh, Then there's no, but, a middle story by uh, by uh, Ivan Brandon and, and Nickline of Viking fame. I really like Nick Nikline a lot. I like Nick Klein Yeah. A
0: lot. I flipped through uh, the, both Ivan Brandon and Nick Nikline did a Doc Savage, and I flipped through that at the store, and it looked really
1: pretty. I just had no interest in the character, unfortunately. Uh, uh, it was it was just like a fun little short story, and then Gabriel Hardman uh, of of Weekly Sketchup fame. <laughs> and is, also, is it a, a Hardman? I like to see I like Hardman.
3: Hardman. <laughs> let's, let's go with that one. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh just a just a, a great little story another great little story. These are all three fun, but I love his his style is so perfect for these things because it's yes. sort of retro like you could you could see this being in a comic from, you know, yeah. from 30 years ago. And it is called
0: uh, Weird War Tales, so you should expect it to be weird. So
1: it was weird. There were some dinosaurs, but yeah. then there weren't
3: I don't know. <laughs> it was, it was good. That was really fun. That was that was a lot of fun. Is um, pick of the week? I haven't chosen one yet. Ooh. It was a good week. Like Josh said, I'm glad I didn't have to choose because there was a lot of good stuff, including Batman and Robin 14, which I know Frazier Irving takes a while. For, for me, he can take as long as he wants. <laughs> there's there's no other comic that looks like this that I've heard. I, it look that good, yeah. I mean, there, yeah. there's so much texture to his art, and it, it almost looks like he's taking photographs of dioramas. And some <laughs> and there's that shot of Pig that he's all trussed up and barbed wire upside down. And it looks like somebody made a model and and lit it really well and photographed it. It just it it's, it's, it's an art like unlike, unlike any other book I'm reading and it's just gorgeous yeah.
1: I, I did have a little problem with this one is that there's scenes that I really liked but I was lost in a lot of it
3: um, I think this is very much a transitional issue
1: yeah I, I really it's like because like, I, I, I was like I thought that was the Joker and, and I, I just I didn't know where Pig came from or anything maybe it's been too long I know that I haven't read everything that Morrison's done uh, so, so when I did oh, no, know broke, where I was
3: they Pig out uh, but it's been a while but yeah. it, it, was not, it was recently they broke pick out I think it, it was the last issue or the one before that I mean the, the first the
1: first sort of chunk of pages was, was almost worth it for me in general I, was, I started to realize like this is amazing this Damien Joker scene uh, yeah. but then after that it, I was like I don't know what's happening anymore so uh, there was that
3: but no, it was just, the, the story was good but the art was really the draw for this one it was just gorgeous mm-hmm. um for,
0: as for, for me, as far as the best action this week was uh, Thanos Imperative number 4, uh, which opened up with uh, the, this dream team of cosmic heroes between Beta Ray Bill, Quasar, Nova, Ronan the Accuser, Silver Surfer, and Gladiator attacking the evil, you know, Cancerverse, Adam Warlock, or no, Captain Marvel. Sorry, not Adam Warlock, uh, Captain Marvel. Um, talk, you know, talk about good sci-fi action. Like, this is straight up, like, the first half of this book was just all action. And it just you know totally had me on the edge of my seat and was just like a lot of fun to read. Um, you know we're we're two issues away from this ending and I don't really know what's going to happen to this to these characters
2: <laughs> or
0: to
3: the Marvel <laughs> to the whole universe. line or to anything.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, we haven't Ouch. really heard anything. But yes. oh, no. you <laughs> think we would because
3: solicitations are three months in yeah, advance. Exactly. There's
0: the
1: Groot Rocket Rocket Raccoon mini.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That that's is coming. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's it. But um, that's.
1: Swan song.
0: But they're moving the story along really well. There are a lot of twists and turns, you know, like they, they say Thanos is the is the answer and Thanos is, you know, the one that's gonna save them, and then Drax kills him. And so but then <laughs> then you're like, Oh, all hope is lost, but then Thanos reanimates because death rejects him and he can never die. And so like <laughs> You just can't get anywhere with that. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> oh, it's just Oh, get over it.
0: <laughs> but um and you got some great rocket raccoon stuff towards the end and it was, you know, like, yeah, like when, when Thanos gets reanimated. You've got to be kidding me. It's just like <laughs> they deliver those lines so perfectly and so well. So, um, <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of fun. I I just love this book. It's a, it's a blast.
3: Well, if you and, and if you want to read Thanos Imperative and Trade when it comes out in about 2 months, you can go to instocktrades.com. You can save, the, save up to 37% off all trade paperbacks that are in stock. They got free shipping and orders over $50. And over 9,000 trade paperbacks are in stock and available for order right now. New releases are listed every Wednesday. Orders are shipping within 48 hours, and all is available at InStockTrades.com.
0: And li- listen, real quick note, you might have heard on a previous episode, we were talking about D- uh, InStockTrades' sister company, DCBS, Discount Comic Book Service, and we we did the challenge to test their free shipping um, order. Well, they, they contacted, us, contacted us wanting to know if anybody claimed to have tried this because they got a huge order, and if it did indeed come from the iFanboy you know, area we want to know so I fan base. So if you ordered a ton of books, like a lot, like email us. boxes worth, yeah, like, email us and let us know because. And apparently, they said they're free shipping. The 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 it's it stood. They honored it, but um, they they sent a lot of books. They said it was one of their biggest orders ever. So if now it's, they, and you know, now
1: they now they have to close the company though. Yeah, so. sorry,
0: that's a sad thing. Sorry, yeah, no. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> We're totally kidding about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> BPRD Hell on Earth number two. Uh, this is sort of the the second uh, bit of the new uh, paradigm going on over at the BPRD world. And if you've ever listened to me talk about BPRD, you know that it's sort of this consistently, evenly level good series. And 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 it's just they're really, I, I love the I love this new uh, status quo that they've got going on. They're like they got taken over by the UN, and now it's just them walking around. And there's all these um, like just bureaucratic problems that they have to deal with. Because the UN always wants status reports, so they have to do paperwork, and it's this big pain in the ass, and like all, the whole team is splintering, and they're unhappy. It's just this lovely sort of uh, even-toned writing, and it just it flows along really smoothly, and it doesn't punch you in the face at all. But it just like at the end of it, you're like, man, that's, that's just so good. And then you want to go back through it and look at the Guy Davis art again. Uh, just It's wonderful. Wonderful.
0: Oh. Um. Uh, over at Marvel, Daredevil number 510. Uh, first off, looking at the cover, yet another horrible John Cassidy cover where he draws the kingpin to look like a... I don't even know what he looks like. He looked awful. Um, interesting footnote about Daredevil. We were talking about it at my comic book store, and we were talking about how bad it's been and Shadowland and stuff like that, but then somebody was there who is was a longtime Daredevil reader, longer than I am, and they said, you know, yes, I hear you. There have been some sketchy, out-of-character stuff and some crazy stuff, but as for a long time Daredevil fan, much like the Red Hulk... They're using a lot of stuff from Daredevil history going way back.
3: Apparently. It doesn't mean it's good though.
0: No, no, I know it doesn't mean it's good. But but remember we all said, Oh, we hate Red Hulk or whatever, and then at the end of it it was like, Oh, and it all kind of came together. So it's not so much saying whether it's good or bad, but it's saying that, you know, for all for if there are any longtime Daredevil fans out there that are reading this, I would like to know if that is true, if you agree, if you're seeing stuff, but stuff like this beast and um the the, the beast apparently that's within Dare- Matt and stuff like that goes back to Stuff from twenty, thirty years ago, and so if that's the case, then I'm I'm more curious about Shadowland than ever. Well, the
1: um, the Mister Fear storyline proved that that always works.
0: Yeah, true. That went <laughs> on too long, know. but um, I just thought it was interesting in terms of the comp- comparing like the Red Hulk phenomenon that we saw with the with what's going on with this in terms of the legacy of the character as opposed to something that appeases people who are reading right now, you know. Um, I, don't know, I just thought that was curious. Um, well, I mean,
3: it's all about execution. I think Red yeah. Hulk was good from the beginning. Yeah, all it's all it depends on how good it is.
0: Yeah, well, I, just, I well, I know personally, I, I don't want to make this better Red Hulk, but I hated Red Hulk
3: when it started, but then I was able to appreciate
0: it,
1: you know, further down the road. But, I lost um, it in the middle a little bit, and yeah. liked it at the.
0: But again, way. this continues the the disparity between the Shadowland event book and Daredevil, and that dare, this book actually was halfway decent. The art, the art was really good. The story flowed. Um, you know, the the Shadowland book seems to be the squeaky wheel. So. It's getting the grease.
3: Yes. I think I at this point, New Avengers number four is the best Avengers book. Interesting. Uh, mostly because of Stuart Eminent, who's doing his best work of his career, I think. Yeah. Which is yeah. saying something. Yeah. Saying a lot. He's I because he's – because. Josh, I think you just need to page through this book at the store when you, when you see it. because. No, I, I, I'm probably going to go back
1: and read this because I, I'm really on a Stuart Eminent kick now. Dude, like, you, I just,
0: Josh, you would love this, actually. It was, yeah. yeah. It was really good. I mean,
3: I'm not wrong with the art, right, Ron? I mean, no, you know, you're spot on. He's I mean, he's, he's, he's gone a level up since the last Avengers book. I don't yeah. know what hey, what he did, but uh, the first couple of pages in this are just fantastic. The double page spread with yep. Spider-Man, you know, upside down, and everybody fighting in the background to the Guggenheim Museum, which is gorgeous and. When uh, Iron Fist reappears wearing the white costume, oh and- yeah,
0: that was, it was a total Gandalf the White moment. Um, and each issue is ending on such a like a cliffhanger, like it ended. I was like, no, I want to know, like, it's yeah. like <laughs> um, you know. And something about imminent, like, you know, this previous run on, on New Avengers, I always, like, I thought I, I did think it was good, but there was always a panel or a page or something like that that just didn't feel right for me. But every page on this was just amazing, every, like was great. So yeah,
1: um, he's absurd, and he doesn't yeah. even have a style. Yeah, no, he can draw like anything. Yeah. I'm, oh.
0: um, so good.
1: Yeah, now, the, the book, the book that I I didn't read that I heard the most. This should have been pick of the weeks was was Batgirl fourteen. What was, what 14 was that? Was
3: great. It was a one one shot tale, no no continuing storyline of Supergirl coming to visit Batgirl. She's at college, and uh, hot. They go well, obviously I'm, hot. They go, I'm they sorry. go to the, <laughs> they go to the movies. They're showing a three D old Dracula, sort of like the Bela Lugosi era of ah. Dracula. And uh, next door, there's a scientist whose experiment has been is gone awry. And in the classic comic book vein, there's this big bubble of light, and suddenly all twenty four Draculas pop out of the screen um, because he was experimenting with. With hard, some no, it's the Gobbledygook comic science, hard light that creates. Um, that sounds form, like a Tom versus show. That's fantastic. Form to the, you know, form to to sort of holograms, make them making them three D and making them alive, and because the film goes by twenty four frames per second, twenty 24, 24 uh, draculas come out because it was a flash of light in one second. So mm-hmm. then they have to find all these drac. They're not really vampires. They're just, they're, they're, they're holograms. Yeah, yeah. And, so, but they, they have to, they have to inject them with this stuff to kill them. So they decide to fashion them into stakes because they're Draculas. So then, then the whole issue is them running around, you know, tracking down 24 Draculas in, in goofy kind of fun Stab ways. It and, and, uh, it's just a lot of fun. The, uh, Brian Q. Miller, who's the writer, he does a great job with sort of young teen characters. And so the, the very sort of feels authentic, at least as far as I can tell. And, um, someone being not a teen, but just, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's in that same vein of store. I mean, there was a lot of really fun books this week yeah. and this was another one that was really funny. There was the, the Draculas running around looking like the old Hollywood Draculas, not the ones, you know, at toilet. one of them's riding around on a Segway. It's, it's sort of, it was actually very similar again to Bill and Ted. There's like, you know, they're, they're free. So one of them's getting, one of them's on a Segway, one of them's in a photo booth, like that, you know, you know there's sort of this whole new world to them. And uh... He loves San Demas. <laughs> and water slides.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, are sad.
0: Speaking of fun, are you guys reading this are you guys still reading the 6 gun? I am any.
1: surprised that you were the person to suggest that this be on the list. I want that to be known. Yeah,
0: me too. Yeah, because I pet when the six gun got solicited and came out, I was like, oh, that's a Josh
3: and Connor book. or whatever. You're asking but, us if we're still reading the Western.
0: Yeah, right. No, you're but, asking us. The, thing, the yeah. thing was is that like I've been. This is the fourth issue, and I read every one, and like with this one, I'm like, you know, I'm really, I'm having fun with this. This is really
1: good. This I, was this had had one of those much needed expositions in it. Yes. <laughs> you know where that the one I don't know the character's name. I'm sorry, but he like yeah. he explained his relation to the big bad guy, and I was yeah. like, oh, that's good. That's yeah. what we needed.
0: Yep. Uh, this is just great. It's entertaining, and it's you know like it's and it's it's yes, it's the West, but it's got this mystical aspect to it, and you know these. Yeah, I, I'm totally intrigued by these guns with you know with the, these six guns that have powers and things like that. It's just cool, and they're on the run, and as a you know a old Civil War general. I mean, like it's it's hitting on all those various notes. So <laughs> come on, do the voice. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> do the voice. No, my throat is sore. No, um, um, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. So
3: it's yeah. good. Brian Hart's artist is just fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I was um, gonna say. Cool. you said it for me
1: uh, so, so those, those are our books of the week and uh, we also have some user reviews and you can uh, rate and review all sorts of books we, we made it a little bit easier for you you may notice <laughs> on the website uh, so if you go to uh, ifable.com you, you pull your comics uh, you, can rate any, you can rate and write reviews on any books and we have a couple here Ron you want to go ahead why don't you read the first one
0: sure our first one it comes from Odair77 uh, who reviewed American Vampire number no. 6 and gave the story a 5 out of 5 and the art a 5 out of 5 And at the time of our recording, about 1% of you made it your pick of the week. Um, And Odara77 says, With issue 6, Snyder goes solo on the writing, and Raphael Albuquerque gets to focus on just a single story strand. The first story arc has laid some interesting groundwork, and now things shift forward slightly. Our new backdrop is the building of the Hoover Dam and the difficulties in maintaining law and order while your city is besieged by construction workers and a smaller number of vampires. Police Chief Cash is a brilliant new character, clearly the best kind of frontier law- lawman, investigating the death of an industrialist involved in the construction project while at the same time trying to solve his father's murder and hold back the tide of disorder caused by board workers. There's loads going on, but Snyder juggles everything brilliantly and conveys the history with a plum.
1: Yes. Indeed. Uh- <laughs> uh, I No, he's, he described it. You could, you could read this if you've been interested in American Vampire. Totally a fine, wonderful jumping, jumping off point. point. Yep. Uh, Raphael Albuquerque is amazing. He's only doing one style in this, which is uh, a good style nonetheless. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Scott Snyder does not suffer the lack of Stephen King in this, which is again saying something. Yep. Uh, really interesting vampire book, but don't don't you know? There's all sorts of things besides the vampire stuff holding it. What a wonderful
3: time period. Yeah, I uh, mean the vampire elements in this particular issue are very minimal. Yeah. I mean, they're there, but they're very minimal. It's, 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 there's not really a lot going on. It's, it's fun. I found myself having to forget to consciously not worry about what the history Mm -hmm. and and just go with it. You know, like, is this, is this right? The times match up. And I just Just don't worry about
0: it. Just enjoy it. Don't question it. Yeah. Yeah. So,
3: because it's, you know, the FBI shows up. I was like, is the FBI in 36 or, but (laughs) it didn't matter. I don't care. Yeah. Um it was good. This is really I, feel,
1: good. I think we talked to him about some of that in San Diego. I think he I feel like he did his work. That on was it. so long ago. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, that's true. Ugh. Uh next up, William K. Scurry Jr. Uh, read Fear Age number twenty-nine, gave the story a four out of five and the art a three out of five. Ah, uh, I don't believe that. Uh pick of the week percentage two point one percent. Says, quote, listen to this. I've never picked up a fear in comic before this issue, but I wanted to practice what I preach and drop into a well regarded ongoing series. In medias res, I guess that's Latin, to see if I could comprehend what was up. While I might have missed some of the larger plot elements of the Huth hist, Huth, uh, Heath Houston versus <laughs> Dressides to Taldians, the tone and stakes were easy to understand. This is a wacky collection of Rick Remembers' batshit crazy ideas, and somehow it all adds up. To hell with looking for a jumping on point. If you want to read a series, start reading the goddamn
3: thing. No excuses. Praise Goddamn on. right. Testify. Yes, even if there's only five issues in the series left, yes. that's probably not too. the best place to jump on. No, you know.
0: but you pique your interest. You go back at the trades and enjoy it. No, Testify. totally. Yeah.
1: I know. I agree. Uh, the only thing I I think Mike Hawthorne is killing this, and I think he's fitting in. Yep. I've Mike Hawthorne's uh, they're, they're inking him in such a way that he really fits in with the 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 you know the Tony Harris and Jerome Pena stuff before it. I I don't feel like it's lacking in any way because of that. I love Old Heath running around too.
0: Yeah, Old Heath is great. Is uh, yeah, I mean this is. I don't know. It's great. What more can I say? Other than this is worth it also just for the, the, the backup by Hillary Barter and Mark, uh, Mark Torres, mm-hmm. which I thought was great. I thought it was a blast to read. I, thought I, I, like, I love Torres's art. It was a, for me, that was a big surprise. Normally, I, I kind of take the Tales of the Fear Agent, you know, like, eh, you know, kind of. but this one really stood out to me. That was really good.
1: Kleblek.
0: Kleblek. Cleb Black. <laughs> but um, no, this was. Cleb Black. Uh, the, but the main story was just, oh, just the one eye, t- old, sad Heath Houston. Just, oh, so,
1: He's the last human on Earth. Like, it's yeah, just. Yeah. Oh, the ship gets. Oh, God. Yeah,
0: yep. It's tearing so him awful. down. Tearing him down.
1: Tearing the <laughs> shit out of him. He's yep. got, like, like, really, when you think, like, he's got nothing left, no, there's more we can take from you, Heath. Yeah. Uh, that's what this book is about. It's about torturing the shit out of Heath Houston. Yep. Uh, but way to go, William. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Good job.
0: Good job.
3: All right. Well, you know what? We didn't do enough emails last week, so let's do a couple more this week. <laughs> All right. Some quick ones. <laughs> we sick of those. Uh, Dan from Baltimore, Maryland writes, nice and quick. Thank you, Dan, for that one. Nice and quick. Any creators you think about becoming the next big thing? Personally, I can see Gabriel Hardman on Hulk, Chris <laughs> Samney on Thor The Mighty Avenger, Scott Snyder on American Vampire and Detective Comics really garnering some attention. It's, it's yep. some... Actually,
0: uh, and I think Dan is spot on. Those are some, th- those are three names that are definitely up and comers. Um, you know, like definitely, you know, I think, you know, now that Somni's got something, you know, ongoing with Thor at Marvel and Hardman's on Hulk, they've both kind of arrived. And Snyder getting Detective is that's great for him. Um, anybody else uh, out
1: there that, that comes to mind. I mean, and we were just talking about Fear Agent, but I think Jerome Pena is this other guy who's sort of just on the other side of that bubble. Yeah. Um, Raphael Arbuquerque, I think is a name. So that,
0: good. I just met, I just read Mondo Urbano from, I oh, started. Geez, it's Mondo so, Urbano good. It's so good. So good. Yeah.
1: And I got made it right I was like, Oh, this yeah. is something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know those are a lot of them I think a lot of those guys that show up in the sketch up because they're the ones that are really hungry yep. so they're always doing work and they're putting it up there guys like Francesca Francesca Francovia he's who's another be doing yeah backups, he's coming up Yeah. backups in Detective uh, the Gordon story which I'm so excited about yeah
3: Um, it's tough I mean a couple of years ago I think it was very clear who was up and coming yeah you know you had your Jason Aarons and you had your Matt Fractions and you had your Rick Remenders and your Hickman Hick- Hickmans but yeah. Scott I think it's more, of, it's more of a crapshoot right now yeah I, don't see uh, I mean, I think clearly up and coming. You're gonna, you're, I think
1: I'd be surprised if you don't see Nick Spencer's name a lot. Yeah, yeah. In the next, Before. I think he's
0: really early. I mean, he's like, you know, you know, rookie yeah. at this point, but yeah, yeah, but in the next year, I think you're definitely gonna see him a lot. So, uh, um, yeah,
1: yeah, there you go.
0: Cool. Um, I'm all so- right, Gabe writes in says, uh, recently Josh was bemoaning Brian K. Vaughn's complete departure from comics. Now, I was wondering if Josh would rather see Vaughn doing a regular TV series, maybe some movies or one comic series that never came out, maybe like three times a year. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we could do this one at a time. It's
3: a weird deck. That's a weird set of choices. Yeah.
1: It is. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, the thing is, if he's doing a TV series, it's not the same. Yeah. Dude's an amazing comic book writer. When you do a comic book, you are the one person guiding and directing that comic book along with the artist. When you do a TV show, there That's are a lot of people. any number of infinite forces, and the only person who can really become sort of the sole guiding light on a show like that is somebody who's been around a very long time
3: and has a lot of power uh so well, no I necessarily mean, i mean you have well, uh you know like the shield was he wasn't uh he wasn't bound forever when he did that show and that was very much his show. A, but true, show but basically it's a showrunner
0: i mean you got to find the showrunner yeah. you got to have the support of people around him and then you know But it's, it's, it's much yeah. harder yeah it's very yeah. hard yeah so uh
1: you know i mean you know a i don't movie don't even, that
0: movie is even worse because with hollywood yeah. and the system and stuff like that yeah so i i
1: don't i don't begrudge vaughn at all doing you know whatever he wants to do to survive yeah. and thrive and do whatever but like I just – I think that he's one of the best comic book writers to come up during the time that I've been reading, and it's – it's I miss his work. That's all. Yeah.
0: Gabe also asks, with Darwin cranking out these Parker books, I was wondering if you guys would rather see an artist like Frank Quitely whose books never come out, do one OGN every three years or so, or to continue everything as it is now. Now, hang on. Darwin's cranking out these Parker books one a year at this rate, so it's not like yeah. every three years or so. Like Darwin's, you
3: know, one a year plus he yeah. does an issue of Jonah Hex plus he does this yeah. this World War tales. Like he's doing steady stuff. He covers. does a cover. Yeah. I mean, if Darwin
0: sure. wanted to do a monthly comic book, he can do. He proved that with the Spirit. He he would do a monthly comic book. He wants to do this Parker stuff, and that's so. He's by no means is he on the same level as Quietly who takes forever to do a cover. Apparently, but um,
3: um, you know, but that's It's, a, it's that, a weird. It's a weird. Like yeah. it's 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 almost a false choice. Like, well, what is the book about? Yeah, exactly. is any good? Yeah. Like, I want to see him do a good book. Is it means it comes out late monthly, or does it come out once every two years? It, you know, that being
1: said, if the, if I had to wait three years and I and like out of that came like a what a twelve issue thick sort of uh, Frank Quietly drawn OGN that was great. That'd be awesome.
3: Yeah, yeah that'd be pretty good.
1: I'd, anyway. I'd be fine. Yeah, three years is
0: a long time, though. I mean, like the 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 nearly that's year, how long the nearly that's how long year, it feels like the nearly year we lost Cliff Chang to Greendale was long. Was a long time, and that wasn't three years. Mm-hmm. You know, imagine I feel three, like, three years as an attorney—you forget about people in three years. But it also
3: took almost two years to do All Star Superman. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Three years is a long time, though. It yeah. is, but but you know, it you know, sometimes you get really awesome
1: stuff out of that. Is what I'm saying. Sure. Uh, as long as they're working.
0: Um, and Gabe also wants to know how and when did we all lose our virginity, and we're, we might be. This know, is not episode 250. Yeah, you we can't share our lives with you. Not that much, so
3: we can't. We can't ask these questions on episode 250. Come back yet, at show. 350, and we might yeah. that answer that. So inappropriate.
0: Anyway, um, shoot us an email. Contact at iFanboy.com. We love to hear from you. And everybody who didn't get a question in for 250, we're slowly responding to everybody. So we'll get to we'll get to your questions in some way, shape, or form. Or, you know, but uh, thank you for writing in to everybody. Um, and now onto the voicemail. Here's a voicemail that Josh is a big fan of.
2: Hey, this is Jimmy, and I'm sure as hell not from Wisconsin. I really like you boys, and I'm starting to get a little tired of hearing y'all put a fork in the cons after you whip it up in San Diego. Now, I don't know if you've heard of it or not, but we got just a damn respectable con down here in Atlanta, and I think it's a bit disrespectful that you don't even give it a mention on the show. beginning to think you boys are afeard of venturing south from the Mason-Dixon line. What's the matter, Ron? You worry some southern fried Klingon's gonna try and make you squeal like a targ? Now I guess I know why y'all never talk about Garth Finiston and crossed. Love that story. Well, my daddy always said let bygones be bygones, so I say it's about time y'all come down to Atlanta and did Dragon Con upright. Throw one of your little iFanboy tea parties and you never know what could happen. Hell, you could hit the jackpot and take Miss Star Trek home for the night. Although I here think she may play for the other team now as I saw her in Starbucks swapping spit at the Sheraton Bar last night. Don't make me know, never mind. Can't be too choosy when it comes to one of your cosmic hotties. Well, sorry, boys. Just had to get this one off my chest. I'm sure would have nice of y'all to pay us a visit next year. Know what I'm saying? Keep between the ditches.
1: Jimmy gone. That's, a, that's, an, a for, that's an A for effort. Now it either is, It was longer, either,
0: than, longer than we recommend, but that was worth it. Yeah. Yes, yeah.
1: exactly. Like, you really have to make it worth Now, either he scripted that, yep. or he just talks like that all the time. And he's Which genius. is amazing, yeah. and I'm just saying that some you have narration gigs in your future. Yeah, that
0: was great. <laughs> and to answer your question, why we have you know uh, you know, am I afraid of going down this, below the Mason-Dixon line? And y- yes, I am actually. Yes, uh, no, you're uh, not.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't. You all don't take too kindly to us the Yankees. So I don't want
1: to. <laughs> You know um, it's it's not a it's not so much a comic book show. that's that's the thing. That's the thing about Dragon Con. Dragon Con's really
0: unique cuz I I have a lot of friends who've gone to dra- who went who've been going to Dragon Con the past couple of years and it's it went from a really small, you know, kind of, you know, community kind of con um, and and has grown into this thing that is not a comic show. It, it is a genre. It's it's you know it's as close. I, I want to say it's as close to Comic Con in terms of its coverage of of sci fi and and other you know fantasy and other elements like that. But in a smaller venue, in a smaller environment. All I gotta say is that every picture I saw from Dragon Con this year seemed to be like in the hotel hallway, and just was just like it. I, I just. There, there. I didn't see I, an it's, exhibit it's, floor. I didn't see anything. You
3: know,
1: it's the orgy show, from what I understand. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, I one our, our, like, our, our good friend lives in Atlanta, and I got, I got a, I got a, at least ten late night texts from him. Yeah. That lead lead me to believe there's some shenanigans that go on at oh, night. Sure, there was. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's there's there's a, there's a lot of reasons. One is is we do there's so many front loaded cons that we yeah. you know we we get tired. It's yeah. a lot of work. Two. As we said, it's more of a sci-fi show than a comic show. There wouldn't, you know, there's not a lot for us to do there. Um, that's like that like
0: there have been more comic people have been going. You're, like Darwin went last year, and Jimmy and Amanda went this year. Like, like they're they're they are increasing their comic coverage though. So, yeah, but
1: <laughs> when three uh, Connor's elf costume got completely ruined, so yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. He, he, beg, yeah. he begged off.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but um, no, but I've heard good things about it. And, yeah, that's and Connor and I were just talking about it uh, yesterday and today. Like,
3: there, just there's so many cons now. Like, there's it's too amazing.
0: many. Yeah. Yeah
3: and sort of I mean, everybody I mean, should get their con. Everybody should have their, their everybody's area, yeah. but but people who are expected to hit every con is just there's just too many.
0: Now that said, if you know, Jimmy, if you really want us to go to Dragon Con, tell the organizers to contact us and if they want us to come, you know, we can talk to you know, like you know, like if <laughs> No, I mean honestly, like like we'll appear at shows. I mean we're open to that. We go we go to the ones that we, we see we have the best opportunity to, you know, create content around to shoot a video get interviews things like that but hell if you know if, every, if if there's a lot of people in Atlanta want us to be at dragon con you guys can make it happen tell the dragon con people to contact us and we'll work it out you know so but um yeah you
1: can call and leave voicemails whenever you want jimmy true
0: yeah just anytime
1: you want yeah exactly that, <laughs> with, your, with your, so, your southern aphorisms yeah oh so. yes
0: so, excellent. Raise the bar, Jimmy. Congratulations. If you want to try to challenge Jimmy on a good voicemail, call us at 188 fanboys It's one 326 2697 We love to hear from you, so please call in. Um, and we love to hear from everybody who goes to iFanboy.com and frequents iFanboy.com. It's the website we do because we love it, and we love talking about comics, and we love you know, sharing it with you guys and entertaining you. Um, and if you ever thought, you know, hey, these guys give me a ton of entertainment every day of the week. How can I help out? How can I get involved? There's a couple of ways you can, and keep us around and keep uh, iFanboy rolling um first and foremost you can click on the banners on the website you know that always helps with any good website um help them you know help them stay in business and that sort of thing um we've got ifanboy.com slash amazon where you can purchase things over at the amazon or amazon store you can buy your comic books your graphic novels your video games movies or you can click on the amazon logo and go deep into amazon and buy whatever you want whatever unmentionables your heart's desires um so definitely do that we always get a cut of that that helps us out um, we can buy one of our shirts. We've got the Fear Agent shirt. Uh, the Fear Agent's coming to an end, and as is our stock is depleting on the Fear Agent shirt. So you want to order yours today while you can, you can do that at com slash store. And that's all also- I'm
1: wearing mine right now. It oh, smells wow. like You're- Connor. Well, oh, there you
0: go. It smells and- like Connor, uh, At iFanboy.com slash store is where you can also become a member. And iFanboy members are – that's the best way to help us out. That's the most direct way to say, listen, I like what you guys do. I want to give you some money, um, which we appreciate. We never – we don't ask for it. It's not mandatory. We thank everybody who's a member, and we try to give perks to those members. And so if you sign up for $4 a month or $42 a year, you're going to sign up, and you're going to get some pins. You're going to get some buttons. uh, Buttons are pins, depending on what you call them. Stickers, a comic (laughs) from our collection, um, and our eternal gratitude um if you pay ten dollars a month or a hundred dollars a year you can get all that cool stuff the pins the stickers and the comic as well as an ifanboy member t-shirt um worn by connor so if everybody wants to become a member it's also the only way that you can become uh, a winner in the what is now becoming epic ifanboy giveaways we've got two months worth of giveaways and we're planning even more we want to make we want to give back to the members as much as we can um last week we gave away some cool stuff this week we're giving away some cool stuff connor who are our winners this week
3: Actually, we didn't give anything away last week, but the week before we did. La- this week, oh, we right. have a, yeah. a Tomorrow's Prize Pack giveaway, which includes a copy of the comic book podcast companion we signed, along with the writer. And then there's a couple of other books you're going to get. And the one winner is James Burden. You're going to win the Modern Masters Chris Sprouse, the Modern Masters Guy Davis. The Modern Masters books are really, really fun and cool if you're a bit into Guy art. Davis. And, it, interviews and a lot, of, a lot of art in the books. And then Philip Scott, you're going to win Modern Masters Mark Buckingham and Sal Bushima Comics, this is Fast and Furious artist. Cool. There you go.
0: And the the podcast companion has got if you enjoyed last week's episode talking about ourselves, we're in there talking about ourselves. Eric Houston, the guy who wrote it, did a great job. Um, so that's definitely it's an. So it's every movie. other show.
3: If you're interested in all the other just every other major comic podcast in the last five years is in there. So exactly check it out. So
0: if you're a podcast enthusiast, you're going to win that. So congratulations, guys. Go to ifanboy.com. There's a post that outlines all the other great giveaways we got coming up through the end of the month, um, through into October. We've got even more coming as well. Um, if you are going to New York Comic Con, there's going to be an you know we're doing the giveaway where somebody's going to be able to come with us to interview stan lee which is pretty much as big as it gets um so you don't want to miss out on that opportunity so become an mm-hmm. ifanboy member go to ifanboy.com slash store
1: maybe they can hold the camera
0: yeah that could help
1: so. i don't know how yet so that would be helpful yep. <laughs> i'm not interview i'm not interviewing him again he makes fun of me
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> jerk face uh, next up would be we're talking about the don't miss show uh, that is our, our Monday podcast talking about a book, something we've, we've picked out for the week coming up. And uh, this Monday we've got uh, B. Claymore talking about our fighting forces. Not a number one, it's just our fighting forces from DC Comics. That's another so, one of the one shots, the war one shots. Yep. Yeah, yeah, which is, which is very intriguing, I must add. So, so make sure to listen to that uh, on Monday.
3: Yes
0: and make sure you subscribe to that podcast if you haven't um, it's a great way to hear about a new book coming out and hear from the creators themselves so. yeah. um, and you can find that at ifanboy.com on Mondays as well as you can find uh, Josh's pick of the week review about Thor the Mighty Avenger number 4 on ifanboy.com on, on Wednesdays when we pick, post the pick of the week and there's also other great writing and all stuff like that that happens all throughout the week you definitely don't want to miss it it's, it's a blast uh, Paul Montgomery continues to make us all look like bad writers um, as well as all the other great writers Molly and Mike and, and and everybody, that, and Jim, and everybody, who, Montgomery. exactly, all these great writers, on iFanboy, we're very lucky, to have have such great content, and hopefully you're enjoying it, and putting up all the comics news, as it happens, that we can, the stuff that we find interesting, I hope that you do as well, um, so go to iFanboy.com, you can go to iFanboy.com, slash about, to see all of our social network links, if you want to follow us on Twitter, that sort of thing, but go to twitter.com, slash iFanboy, make sure you're following iFanboy, for if on Twitter, um also every Wednesday you can find the iFanboy video show. Last week we were looking at some of uh some giants in the indie comic scene, um, which is very enjoyable. And this week we got a little a little uh, anthology show for you, a little a mixed bag of goodies for you. So tune in on Wednesday to get that at iFanboy.com. Uh you can
1: email us at contact at iFanboy. Uh we we will answer everything eventually in some way or another. Or you can leave a voicemail at 888 Fanboys, which is three two six two six nine seven, 2697 with any questions, comments, concerns. Uh, musical performance pieces, these kinds of things. Uh.
3: And, and if you <laughs> if like the g- show... you <laughs> If you're going to do that, it, it's got to be good because we've yes. junked a lot of those yeah. too. Yeah. So. so if you like the show, write a review on iTunes for this show, for the video show. It helps people find the show. We really appreciate it. It doesn't take you more than a few seconds or minutes. Please, please help us out that way. Even better than that is tell your friends who read comics so if you're at the comic book store, your buddies who don't read comics, don't even like comics, and are wondering why you're talking to them about a podcast. Tell them anyway. Eventually yeah. you're going to get through you're gonna just listen because they're like, yeah. fine, Jesus, just to, sh- just to shut you up. So tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your buddies on the line. I don't know, I don't even know what that <laughs> means. tell your,
1: tell your, tell your whole, your whole Brazilian family. Yeah. <laughs> tell all. Of Probably them. a hot one in there. The sexy ones. Yeah. Oh, Let me ask you guys. Has Dave Gibbons called and thanked either of you? Not me. I didn't gotta thank because you. Because here's the thing, I bought several copies of Watchmen. I know we promoted the movie. I have the Blu ray. I have the Art of the Watchmen. And I just I'm just saying, Dave, you know, I just I just want one call to thank me. I and don't he th- called. But he didn't thank me on the call, so I was like, Okay, fine. He called again. What's up, Dave? I, I don't think I don't think we're gonna be talking to Dave much longer now. I just I didn't want that to happen to our friendship. I asked him <laughs> one thing.
3: Oh, good times. <laughs> All no, right. I'm looking at, I'm looking at this dragon con list and the, the ratio of people who've been on Star Trek to people who work at comics is about one to one uh,
0: but it's a, I would say it's a, it's the best mixed genre show st- I've seen I mean there are comics people on here but they're they're all mixed in like it's fascinating Is it, Dave Gibbons there no no he didn't call to thank them either all right until next <laughs> week I'm Ron I'm Connor
1: I can't get over how ungrateful Dave Gibbons is there would be a screen Yeah.